Good morning, everyone. If you were standing at an intersection and there was a major accident, what would you notice first? Ironically, depending on who you are, you would notice different things. So if you were a doctor, you would wonder how much um, damage was done to the people in the accident. You would wonder uh, what kind of emergency care people would need, how many people were in the hospital, and whether those in the accident would need some sort of rehab and how long that would take. If you were a lawyer, you would wonder if either of the two sides come to me for advice, what kind of advice would I give them? If you were a police officer, you would wonder who was the first one to cross that red light? Really, depending on who you are, you would look at the exact same situation in a very radically different way. That applies to practically everything in our life when things around us are the same, but people see them in a slightly different way. There's a story of a couple who decided to take their young child camping, and of course the child woke them up in the middle of the night. The wife woke up and she said, honey, Look at the beautiful stars. I see the Little Dipper. I see the North Star. I see the Big Dipper. What do you see? He says to her, honey, the fact that we can see the stars means that someone stole our tent. <laughs> so the exact same event elicits very different responses from people, and you might have had that experience in your life. One of the amazing things that people like to do in their life is go to see the Mona Lisa in Paris. But ironically, most people that come back, when you ask them, what did you see? Very few talk about her smile. Most people say how difficult it was to get into the Louvre, how long the lineups were, how rude everyone was. Looking at the Mona Lisa, people come back not even rem remembering that they had seen the Mona Lisa. The reason this is important is that faith helps us to see the right thing. Faith helps us to orient our life and to put our priorities in, right, in the right perspective. Very often people accuse us, men and women of faith, of seeing something that is not there. But in reality... Men and women of faith see the fullness of reality, see more than just what we can see at the physical level, and see a deeper meaning to life and a deep, deeper meaning to the friendships and the people that we have in our life. Therefore, faith helps us to see more rather than um, faith showing us or pretending to show us something that is not really there. This is why reading the Bible regularly and reading it carefully is so important. If you notice in today's gospel, many things happened. Jesus saw something that the disciples did not see. The nuances of the gospels and the specific words that the texts use are often, get, often give a deeper meaning to why the text was even there and why he was even written. And also show, shows us the kind of lens that Jesus saw the world and Jesus, that Jesus saw other people through. The gospel actually goes through several movements. We read that Jesus went ashore and he saw a great crowd. 
He saw the great crowd, the crowd saw the great crowd, and the disciples saw a great crowd. But there was something radically different in how everyone saw each other. The gospel tells us something very specific using a small word that we might overlook or, or read over very quickly. Jesus had compassion on them. This is a beautiful word. In fact, a lot of our words come from Latin words. The word compassion literally means cumpanus, to cumpasos, cum, sorry, compasio, which literally means to suffer with. Passion means to suffer. When you are in passion, you are suffering. So Jesus looked at the crowd and he had suffering with them. He saw their suffering. He didn't just see an annoying crowd. That's what the disciples saw. They saw a crowd and they said to him, tell them to go home. But Jesus had compassion. He looked in their eyes. He looked into their hearts. He was able to see their needs, even the needs that they were not able to express to him. And the gospel first tells us, since he had compassion, since he suffered with them, he wanted to alleviate their suffering. And so what does he do? He healed their sick. And as all of you know, when you are sick, what's the one thing you want? You want to be healed. And if you have someone in your family, a child, a brother, a sister, a relative who is sick, what is the one thing you want? You want healing. Jesus saw the suffering in their lives and he healed their sick. And then when evening came, the disciples once again reaffirmed to, to, the, to Jesus that there are so many people and we have no food to feed all of them. And that is another need that we often have. We get hungry. We suffer when we're hungry. And we also suffer when we eat too much. So that's another story. That's another homily. <laughs> the disciples see them as a nuisance and tell Jesus that we need to get on with our day. We need to move on from our busy day of ministry. Let them go away so that um, we can we can eat the food that we have. When Jesus says, no, why don't you give them something to eat? They affirm that they only have five loaves here and two fish. Once again, an element of the gospel that shows us that the disciples saw something, but Jesus saw much more. They saw only five loaves and two fish, but Jesus saw enough food to feed the entire crowd and to feed them in abundance. So Jesus goes on in a very strategic and, and uh, systematic way and shows them what he sees. And of course, being Jesus, he was able to produce much more fish than they had. He says, bring the bread to me. He orders the, the crowds to sit down on the grass. He took the five loaves and the two fish. And what did he do? Did he distribute it? No. He first looked up to heaven blessed, broke, and then gave the loaves to the disciples. A very important nuance and a very important detail in the gospel. That all the blessings that we have in this world, we might think that they are a re result of our hard work. But Jesus showed us to have a wider and a deeper perspective on things. That this blessing that we have comes from heaven. He blessed, he broke, and he gave. 
And of course, what does that remind us? That reminds us also of the Eucharist as Jesus was beginning to prepare his disciples for his, for his death and the establishment of the Eucharist that we celebrate every Sunday where we bless, we break, and we give. Jesus acknowledged that every blessing is from God and that bread, which may look like it's just wheat and uh, the work of our hands, is in fact the work of God's hands. And after... They all ate. They all ate and were satisfied. In other words, they ate to their full. They took up 12 baskets full of the broken pieces left over. And those who ate were 5,000 men in addition, children and women. This is a very important gospel that starts with Jesus seeing. That sees everyone seeing the same thing, but actually focuses on that Jesus saw them with compassion. Jesus saw their deeper needs, and he, he addressed them and resolved those deeper needs. Also in the Gospels, when we read the Gospels, we should realize that we read to understand what Jesus did. We read to understand how to live as Jesus. Jesus said in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 5, Blessed are the merciful. And then throughout his life, he exercised mercy. He was merciful to those around him. But we read the Gospels not just to see how great Jesus was and then move away, but to see how we can see with the same eyes of faith that Jesus has. So how can we look at the world and others with compassion? How can we suffer with those who are suffering and how can we alleviate the needs of others? Everyone might have their own personal story. But I'll tell you, when I was in high school, I did not have a whole lot of compassion for those who I see on the street. Anybody who was poor, anybody who was begging, it was almost common among myself and my friends to, to just basically joke around and say, hey, people like that should just get a job, right? And we might have an attitude like that. But then when I actually started meeting real and actual homeless people, you realize it's not that simple. Very few people choose to live on the street. Very few people choose to continue in either mental health issues or to continue in their addictions if they had a choice not to. Of course, sometimes people are on the street for, as a result of, a, of many bad decisions in their life, but that's not for us to judge. Je Jesus does not ask why the people don't have food. He provides food. It's not for us to say why people are on the street, but it's for us to offer compassion in whatever way we can. And we do that here in our church as much as we can. We help a women's shelter now every month. We prepare food and we serve the women. And we never ask them, why are you here? Shouldn't you have made better decisions in your life? We don't ask those questions. It's none of our business. What we do is we offer compassion. We prepare a meal. We offer a meal. We sit with the women, and we tell them that we don't know your background, we don't know your history, but at least today we want to tell you that someone loves you, and that is us. That's the kind of compassion that Jesus calls us to live in our life, to see beyond the scars that people have on their face and whatever wounded they may have and see. And I think it's a very important aspect to focus on also in other details in our life, in our family life in particular. Sometimes we see each other as a nuisance. 
Sometimes we see each other as nagging each other. But it's very important within the family for husband and wife to see each other and to be patient with each other and to see the weaknesses that anybody may have that may, express, that, that may be expressed in a particular way. Also related to this is the ability to see great potential in your children. How often people crush the dreams of young people. And definitely sometimes young people have pretty uh, exuberant dreams. One of my first dreams was to be an astronaut. People ask me, what do you want to be? It's an astronaut. My parents supported that. I decided to settle for the priesthood. That was just uh, <laughs> a little less complicated, I guess. But you need to have that dream. Whatever your child says that he or she wants to do, encourage them to not only have a dream, but to also develop very practical and day-to-day -day steps to reach that dream. They want to be the best scientists in the world, great, but they better start reading some books on science. Without these dreams, without these abil this ability to see much more than the ordinary, our life will be very bland and very boring, and we will not see the kind of things that Jesus sees in us. So this gospel today reminds us that we can all be looking at the same thing, but with the eyes of faith, we can see radically different things. This gospel reminds us not to see what is not there, but to actually see the more that is there in our relationship with God and, of course, in our relationship with each other.